First mini-sode of Planet Fantasy, down for the turnaround. We're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Damon, how's it going, my friend? Doing good, man. It is Wednesday. Y'all are listening to this on a Sunday. Time travel, it's weird. And yeah, I'm just ready for this week to be over. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, I feel the same way. I uh, So I recently moved to uh, North Carolina, and for some reason, my entire life I've never experienced like allergies. And all of a sudden, since moving here, the pollen allergy, oh, it's, I feel so, my entire head feels like a fucking cloud right now. Um, It's great. I'm thriving. Uh, So, yeah, you're listening to this on a Sunday. You may not be used to hearing our voices on Sunday, but this is a kind of a launch of our mini-sodes. Shorter episode, not a draft. Basically, we're going to be talking about just all kinds of news and updates in the world of fandom, whether it's like Star Wars, Marvel, you name it. Um, so yeah, today for our inaugural episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the first episode of Moon Knight. And we are, of course, joined as always by our lovely producer, Anna H. The H is for, holy fuck, what was that episode? <laughs> How are you, Anna? <laughs> oh my God, holy fuck, what was that episode? <laughs> I don't want to. So I nailed the name this time, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did. I accept it. <laughs> We are also joined by our good pal, Ryan. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I don't have a last initial, so, you know. <laughs> He's mysterious He's like that. <laughs> yeah, just trying to be mysterious like Moon Knight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, gotten one episode of, of the new Marvel series, Moon Knight. A lot to take in already. Um, a lot of uncomfortable feet-related things <laughs> to take in. <laughs> We all know how I feel about feet, but even I was a little skeeved out from that uh, that opening scene. And also, I mean, this goes without saying, if you have not yet watched the episode of Moon Knight, I imagine we'll be going into specifics on this episode. So make sure you check it out before you uh, listen. But yeah, just like opening, like what were y'all's opening thoughts on, on this episode? Damon, what did you think of the episode overall? Okay, overall, just to feel, I'm just so intrigued and confused in a good way i really don't know what's going to happen what the idea of the storyline or the the show is going to be um they said before that it's kind of like a character study you know so if we just get to learn who stephen grant is who mark specter is and who is it nonshu is that the pronunciation because they didn't even say the name i don't think they even mentioned the name of the god who is controlling him Um, yes yeah, they listed it in the credits, but um, yeah, it's just spelled out, so I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not. So un- until we hear it, I- I'm going to say <laughs> Nonshu. It's so I- it's spelled uh, K H O N S H U. So I think it's Con Conchu or Conchu. Yeah. Um. So I want to learn who these who they are to each other, and obviously how this all happened. And it's just until we get there, I'm just excited to to be on the ride because. I feel like Stephen Grant. I have no idea what's going on from scene to scene. I'm just being teleported there and being like, what? What? Okay, cool. I'm going to throw a gun at somebody. Um, so, yeah, I 
I am very excited, but I just this is one of the Marvel properties I really don't know next to nothing about. Mm-hmm. So I am just here. I'm ready to experience and be a fan and not expect anything. So I liked it. I liked it. Um, what about you, Ryan? What did you feel? What were you thinking about it? Yeah, I feel very similar. Um, it To me, it feels like um, when WandaVision premiered, you know, six years ago or however long ago. <laughs> I'm just mean anything, but um, yeah, it's just you know, um, don't uh, like you. I, I know very little about Moon Knight, and, and um, just sort of similar to the WandaVision feel. Like, I feel like a lot of us didn't really know what kind of show that was going to be going in, and I feel similarly now. And um, you know, we have a little bit better idea, I guess, of how the show is going to be. But like, what is actually going on in the show is still very much a mystery, and, and I'm cool with that. It was. Um, intriguing and uh a good table center one thing i do appreciate about it how you guys are talking about like we don't really know yet what the vibe is going to be going in it's six episodes and i appreciate that the first episode was like very little exposition i mean we got we got sucked in pretty quickly to like the main kind of action of the of the series, right? Like the conflict anyway. Um, Cause I do like, I feel like that's probably been a common issue with a lot of these Marvel Disney plus series is that they were just too short, like maybe an episode or two too short so that we, we spent too much time building up. And by the time we were at like episode four, it was about to end, you know? So um, I am like familiar in the, in the sense that like, I know the name Moon Knight and I, I, I have read like, comics involving him i think they were just avengers comics but in terms of like his solo stuff i don't know this i know that there's already a big thing changed about his background that he's not a former marine in this show um that is kind of his background i like it because i like i think it's a bold move to cast someone as charismatic as oscar isaac as like this bumbling idiot is great because he's he's hilarious right like he's so good as steven already um, and then when you see the switch to Mark Spector, you're like, yeah, that's Oscar Isaac. That's Poe Dameron right there. <laughs> um, it's trippy though. It's really trippy. I was really happy that it's not like unbearably dark right away. I mean, even like it gets a little trippy and weird at points, but when he's like getting chased by that, whatever that thing is in the museum, I was like, this feels like night in the museum right now. Like it's just, it, it's like very campy, but in a really fun way. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm very, like you guys are, I'm very, very intrigued. Anna, what were your, kind of your opening thoughts on this episode? So here were my thoughts on like the first 30 seconds before we really move on to like the meat and potatoes of the show. You see the guy's tattoo on the table, right? So I was like, oh, he's a Libra, right? And then I got like Miss Congeniality vibes. And then, <laughs> you know, he puts the, with the, the rim of the glass and then he puts the glass in the the cloth and then he smashes it with a hammer so it's like oh he's yzma right <laughs> <laughs> so like this is just how my mind started going off and then um you know we transitioned quickly into wiki feet territory which was just a very interesting vibe but overall i really enjoyed the episode it has the feel of a thriller and it's definitely going to be very dark which i appreciate and then when you look at how some of the shots were set up like the scene where Steven is sitting with the statue and eating, what was it like a wrap or, or something? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. Just the lighting on the side of his face was fantastic. And it was not a center shot. It was, it was off to the side. 
So it looked like you were actually looking at him from like across the park. Um, and even the stuff with the mirrors, um, the ending scene when he's in the bathroom and Mark's like, you need to give me control was fantastic. Uh, I love a good chase scene. So the, I was very on board with a cupcake truck. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> did you think that anyone who was just sitting writing this episode went, what is the most chaotic automobile we can think of? <laughs> and then someone who was high or drunk in the writer's room went, cupcake truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know if it was on the Ottoman, but it was definitely in like Switzerland, Germany area so that's very chaotic mountain roads so just the concept of this huge truck going at you know however many miles per hour it was going it was definitely a high-speed chase it, it it's just <laughs> it's incredibly chaotic but it was very well done like we don't really know what's going to happen but i'm hooked already i want to see what's going to happen in episode two even though we didn't really get a lot in one yeah I'm already seeing people who are who wanted like they don't like the weekly release and they wanted like one or two or even three at the beginning. It's six episodes. Like I feel like we need to space things out a little more because after this, the next big thing is probably Kenobi. So and that's not till like May 25th. So I, I I'm okay with the weekly release, especially if you're doing a show like this and like WandaVision. A lot of it is based around the mystery box aspect of it, right? Like, we don't want to know all the information right out of out of the gate. That kind of ruins the the special like nature of the show. So, you know, if it was something like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I understand that being maybe dropped all at once because that's kind of that feels like a big a movie, right? It feels like a an extension of the Winter Soldier, so you can just kind of watch it in one chunk. But, um, yeah, I think with this, it is the right call to drop them. Weekly, I am really curious about episode two now because, like I said, we're already kind of into the thick of it. But I want to see because I saw that they one of the writers mentioned that the opening with Ethan Hawke's character doing his his ritual or his sacrifice or whatever, um, that was intended to be the opening of episode two. So I'm wondering if episode two might be maybe kind of the focus on him. Like we get to know who Arthur, what is it, Arthur Harrow, I think. Yes. You get yep. to know who he who he is and like why he's in this cult leader position. But one of the first things I said to a friend of mine after finishing the episode was Ethan Hawk is a cult leader. I'd be hopeless. Like I'd be I would be. <laughs> that, that's literally the first note I took about the show was yep. Ethan Hawk is a cult leader. Yep. So um, super cult leader vibes. Mm. And he does it. It's such such a great job. His hair, for one, like it's flawless like it just looks like he's uh just holier than now that vibe and just the way everyone it was very chilling and almost did seem like a dream that you would believe that he wasn't a dream with everyone how everyone was acting they, they were almost hypnotized yeah by uh, arthur so that was a really cool scene when everyone you know found him and chasing him away um what did you think of arthur ryan yeah he was um very interesting, uh, very charismatic. Um, I, I thought Ethan Hawke's a really good choice. I was excited when I heard he was joining the MCU, and I, um, I'm, I'm intrigued definitely to learn more about him um, and like his connection to the Egyptian gods, and like how how much of it is like real, and how much of it is like you know snake oil salesman stuff. So um, <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, intrigued to see more. So 
I feel like the MCU has come to an interesting point with villains because, like, when that was like the common joke when the MCU first started was like, yeah, they can't do villains, like they're just not good, you know. And like, I feel like we got Loki, but other than that, it was basically like all the same character. And then they hit a point where they were kind of giving us some more interesting characters, like Killmonger, you know, and like Thanos to an extent, um, and stuff like that. But like, even with that, I saw a post even today that was like. The MCU always shoots itself in the foot in that it gives us these villains who are so compelling and so convincing that you're starting to be like, I think I agree with them. And then they just randomly make them do something super villainous, like Killmonger shoots his girlfriend or, you know, like Carly Morgan. That was a great example. Yeah. So convincing. And like, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'd probably be on her side. And then she just blows up a car or something. And you're like, oh, okay. They have to remind us that she's a bad guy, you know? Yeah, so like- when Vulture, like, threatens to kill Peter and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, until that point, he's just a scorned employee of Stark's. Like, he's totally makes sense. Uh, so I've, I'm interested with this, with Arthur Harrow. Like, are they going to go more of, like, the sympathetic route? Or is it the way they set it up? It's more of just a... No, he just seems like a kingpin. Like, he under he thinks he's the right in the right, and he's a good person, and he's, like, doing what's best. You know, like, he thinks he's an actual vessel of... Love. No, a vessel of uh, of the the god Amit. Like he, yes, he thinks he's kind of doing like midnight mass vibes, right? Like he thinks he's this priest who is like, and if they're going that route, I am all in because we know how that went. Um, but I love cult shit. I love when there's like cults involved and cult leaders because that is just such a fascinating phenomenon, like in real life. Um, and he, Ethan Hawke has said that he studied like actual cult leaders to prepare for this role. And so I'm curious to see how, how far they go with it. Uh, like I'm excited about the fact that like, even though it's on Disney plus when they brought the Netflix stuff over, you know, like Iron Fist and, and Luke Cage and Punisher and all that, they, I don't know if they have like their own section for them, but it, it they changed like the rating system to where you have to have an account that allows for like TVMA stuff to watch that. So it's clear they didn't edit any of the Netflix stuff. Like it's it's still as brutal and dark as it was on Netflix. So I hope that means they'll go that route with Moon Knight. I know it's TV fourteen, but if they want to go dark with it, like I'm I'm here for that. That's that's interesting. Um, but. Yeah. Do we do we have a confirmation on like what I know we have Mark Spector as kind of his main alternate like personality or do we do we know if it's going to be like a bunch of them or it's just him and Mark kind of fighting for control? I have no clue, Uh, but I'd be interested if there were more, but I almost feel like that might would be overkill, at least at first. I'd be perfectly fine if, if it was just these three and then maybe, you know, you have another personality or person. Are they like, that's another aspect of the show is, is this actually dissociative uh, personality disorder or does he have, have actual person like other people, spirits living inside of him? Right. Or can it be both? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, and I, I definitely think the show will let us know at some point. Mm-hmm. But they're doing a very fun job at that so far. Um, but I would hope it just lets us flesh out Stephen, Mark, and Konshu first because I really like what we've got so far. You know what? Very very little we've seen of uh, <laughs> of Mark and Konshu. You know. Yeah. So 
It's a good call getting um, F. Murray Abraham to to voice Kanji. Like as soon as I heard that voice, I was like, "That's that's cool." Like that's one of those recognizable pop culture voices. It was great. Um, yeah, I'm curious, man. I what? Okay, so what? This is a dumb question, but it's one I keep seeing. Maybe I'm ignorant and I just don't recognize bad accents. But I don't really see what everyone's saying about the accent. I thought it was fine. I, I feel like he sounds like Brett Goldstein, <laughs> like in real life, not Roy Kent, but like actual Brett Goldstein. Um, of course, I'm not British, so I'm not one to speak on it. But like, it wasn't distracting for me. I mean, I wasn't taken out of the show, you know. I'm not an accent person. Anna, are you big on accents? And did you hear anything that was alarming or terrible? First of all, you're asking the one person in this podcast episode that was raised by deaf people. So, <laughs> um, no, overall, I personally didn't have a problem with it. And auditory stuff is normally the thing that kind of like jars me the most. I thought it was acceptable. The only thing that really stood out to me was personally just some of the quotes, like when he goes, laters, gators, or um, <laughs> catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> right. Um, and then he did some, he did like a blue people call out for Avatar. And then he's like, wait, do you mean the anime? So I went, yes, he referenced Atla. He knows his people. <laughs> yeah. That was maybe great. this is maybe this is how jaded I am about the internet. But when that line happened in real time, I was like, I'm already so tired of the people on Facebook arguing about whether Last Airbender is an anime. Like I thought, I was sure people were going to zero in on that and be like, "Well, there he's wrong." I haven't seen any of that, thankfully, but I was just waiting for that to drop. <laughs> Love it. Um, I want to I want to shout out. I just want to you know put a spotlight on our guy Stephen Grant in mm. this first episode. Because he was the, you know, essentially the the um, audience plant. He's the guy who is going to get us to understand everything from his point of view because he doesn't know anything either. And they wanted us to know just how little he knew. And they, they wanted to paint a picture of just how mundane of a person he was. You know, like his boss was just kind of, you know, not very nice to him. He had the security guard, could never remember his name. He didn't really seem to have any friends or anything and and like that. And, of course, when he's actually talking to uh, the other people inside of him, they're, they're really mean. <laughs> they're literally calling him a parasite <laughs> and an idiot over and over again. And so – and then, of course, we see that he's not very useful in any situation. He's constantly running away because he doesn't know how to do anything. When he's fronted with, you know <laughs> – People trying to kill him. He's he threw he threw a gun at him. He threw a cupcake at him. <laughs> Very good at throwing things. So that's about it. And so they just kept trying to gain control from the body to to take care of it. I want to throw a prediction out that eventually this series will redeem our guy Stephen Grant. He's going to become maybe not useful, but maybe more aware and help them out in in the only way Stephen Grant can help. Um, yeah. How do you feel about Stephen Grant, Kyle? I agree. I once again, like I love that we now we get to see Oscar Isaac just play like a kind of a goofball or like a like a just guy like he doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, I yeah, it, it is interesting because it's like it's not it's an origin story for him, but not for like Moon Knight because it feels like because of uh, uh, Mark Spector, Moon Knight is just already a thing. Like that, we saw the costume. You know, 
looks great. I was a little wary with the trailers, but it looks great in live action. Um, he so it's interesting because like we already have an established mercenary slash superhero. I'm curious about like the stuff with him and uh, what's her name Layla on the phone. Really curious about that. I love the idea of like Mark Spector. That tells me like you were saying, Damon. That tells me that he Mark is like an actual other person, like who is kind of trying to take over. Uh, the spirit of Kanchu is kind of like linked the two of them, you know, because he ha- seems to have this whole other life it kind of gave me some like jason bourne vibes like he has his whole other life with this layla and is maybe like a mercenary or an agent of some sort um so but i agree with you i think steven by the end of season one may not be like a full-fledged superhero or whatever but like i feel like he'll be at least in on the mission and like helping mark and helping Kanchu, you know like and, and like maybe it may be like easier for him to give control over because I don't know how much every time it happens in the episode they do it really they film it really well but it, like he just seems to just kind of black out and then wakes up and carnage has happened <laughs> um, which is cool I love the idea of that but I'm curious to see if like maybe over the season he gains more control and is able to like witness more as this third party who's not in control of the body you know what I mean like that would be I'm curious to see how they handle that but uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw the progression, like, through the episode. Like, the first few times, he you know, when he switches to Mark or when he blacks out, like, he has no control and he, he's not thinking about it. And it's just, you know, one moment he's Steven in London and the next moment he's in, you know, Switzerland or Austria or wherever it is. Um, and then it, it get, at the end of the episode, when... Um, she's basically telling him hey like you know let us take over so we can help you he's able to like you know give himself up i guess for lack of a better term so that um mark could take over so there's already like a bit of a progression that you're seeing in that and and yeah i I think you're right kyle i think he'll he'll gain like some level of control or agency uh in that as the show goes on take that um yeah there, there was a not a lot happened, but also a lot of progression as far as Stephen and his life, and like very, very different from what he was dealing with at the very beginning, which is he just wanted to stay, stay awake. He just did not want to go to sleep and wake up somewhere different. Um, there, you know, the car chase was really fun, mm-hmm. and I'm just very intrigued to see where we're going to go, like geographically, because apparently he can just kind of. Can Moon Knight travel like super quick or something? <laughs> or like, well, I guess they also don't show us the time lapse. Like they show us like he tries to go on the date and it's like, oh hey, it's 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 Friday. It's like no, it, it's Sunday. Hello. <laughs> um, so like he has no sense of how long he's been like when he's blacked out. So like Mark could be you know in control of the body at date for days at a time. That's bizarre. And maybe as he becomes more aware. We won't get that that you know that jarring sense anymore. That's another aspect I want to talk about. The horror feel of the show, mm. I think we get a lot because of the jumping back and forth and the sense of he doesn't know what's happening, and he he blacks out and then he comes back and something's in his hand. And people are dead around him, blood on his hand. Um, yeah. Did y'all feel like that was executed fairly you know pretty well, Anna? Did did you like all that? You know, you're not big on horror. Was was that too much, or did it really hit hit it in the sweet spot? Oh, it was 
absolutely perfect. The scene with the elevator and the old lady, I was so freaked out when <laughs> he stuck the arm in through the elevator door oh, and then you open yeah. it and then you just see this little sweet old lady just kind of like saunter in. He's like, I lost my contact. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, weirdo, that's fine. <laughs> right. And then he tries to go to the ground floor and then he's still on floor five which is i think where his apartment is right and she thinks he's weird he's trying to run away but you still get that spooky horror vibe without it being overly scary it's more of a thriller sort of feel and just the way that they use the lights flashing in the background and in combination with the cgi it was fantastic yeah the people that so the show is um all six episodes are being co-directed by two guys named Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who that's kind of their bag. Like <laughs> they only have a few film credits, but they're all these really trippy kind of psychological thrillers slash horror movies. They made a movie like a year or two ago called Synchronic um, with Anthony Mackie and Jamie Dornan set in New Orleans. Uh, and it is a trip. Like I would recommend anyone to go check it out it like i was watching this and getting a vibe of that kind of similar story with anthony matt he goes through kind of the same stuff that uh steven goes through really cool um movie and like so when i saw that they were attached to the show it makes complete sense i hope they lean into it because i'm with anna even though i do love the horror genre i like that they're walking the line of like it's still just kind of a fun show and it's not like full tilt horror and it's not full tilt psychological thriller um because we still have the levity moments of like steven being you know awkward and like fumbling on his date and stuff and we also get the continuing trend of amazing mcu show pets with uh our guy gus justice for gus maybe he wanted to live his life with one fin um <laughs> i'm curious about that because like may what there has to be more to that right with like him just having two fins now i just and also like the the person at the pet store said where would you get a fish with one fin <laughs> uh so i'm curious i'm curious what happened i don't know the comics to know if that's like his pet in the comics or anything but um yeah i feel like that is now the mark of a good mcu property if there's a pet involved like it's gonna be a good show <laughs> That's that's a great qualifier right there. I take that. Um, well, did anyone want to bring up anything else just, you know, in general about the show? Or should we, like, maybe go through our favorite moment or, part, you know, thing about this first episode? Yeah, I thought um, I thought the score was good, um, especially um, the action sequence um, when he's sort of running around in, you know, the, um, the – Scandinavian country that we haven't determined yet. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought the music was really good. Um, obviously, it was uh, great to just throw in um, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Uh, yeah. it, it paired really well with the cupcake truck. So, um, yeah, and I just thought, uh, so far, so good for the score. So. Um, yeah, I don't have too much else to add. I am really intrigued to see when we find out who Layla is. And just like, is she Mark's partner or maybe she's has a relationship with Mark? I, I have no idea, but you know, she was all, she'd been calling him for, she did she say weeks or months? I think she said months. Yeah, I think so. Which is and wild. How, 
and also how long has steven been aware that he's a like has he just always been a person and when did he start like jump when did he start blacking out yeah i really want to know yeah because they kick they kick it off with him having this routine already of like you know taping down the door and and the sand is a really cool touch i love that but like yeah, you're right. He's already so aware of that. So he must have been dealing with this for a long time already. You know what I mean? Like, this has to be a regular thing for him at this point. So, yeah, I, I, I wonder if we'll find out about that. Um, but, yeah, um, let's go ahead and jump into our favorite moments of the of the episode. But uh, let's go ahead and take that first real, real quick break. Welcome back from break. We are talking about our first episode of Moon Knight. Um, and let's just go through kind of each of our favorite moment from this first episode. Ryan, kick us off. What was your kind of your standout moment from the episode? Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about it already, but it, it was the, um, the car chase. Uh, I thought it was really cool, really fun, um, switching between fun and tense. And then also like the, the few blackouts that he had in there when he had different positions. Um, so yeah, I thought, uh, that was it. I also liked the exchange at the end between um, Stephen and um, so it was Arthur that Ethan Hawke's character. I forget mm-hmm. his name. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought the exchange um, in the museum uh, was really good too. So. Yeah. Right, Anna. What was uh, what was your favorite moment from the first episode of Moon Knight? It wasn't a particular scene, but I really enjoyed the use of mirrors because whenever you saw him in front of a mirror, it was always three of them, right? Unless he was just dead looking into like a a pane of glass or something. So you saw Conchie, you saw Steven, you saw Mark all together, right? So you saw that in the elevator, you saw that in the bathroom scene. I just thought it was very creative and very well done, especially in the bathroom scene when they zoom in on... um, on Oscar Isaac in the mirror, right? Because you go right past his face and it looks like absolutely seamless. I thought it was a fantastic job. I agree. That's a, that's a good call about the three. I didn't even pick up on that. That's interesting. I think that I I will just, you know, talk more about the bathroom scene because I definitely think that was my highlight. You get, it's kind of like the, the climax of the episode, of course, but it's the culmination of, of Steven just really starting to lose his mind more and more and like what is happening, people continuously chasing him. He has no idea what that scarab beetle is that this guy is wanting. Um, and then it's just, he gets in the bathroom and he's, he's pacing and the way the camera shoots it. And as you see all three of them in the mirror, it was, it was so trippy, but so beautiful at the same time. And then as he starts talking to himself and he, you see it's, it's him and Arthur. I mean, I'm sorry, not Arthur, <laughs> Mark. And you just such a different tone and such a different person, like everything from the way he talks to his facial expressions. Like, like you said earlier, that is, that's Poe. That's Oscar Isaac calm and collected. He's like very sure of himself. He's like, he's going to take care of this. Steven is just freaking out. He has no idea what to do. I'm really surprised he's handling himself that well, you know, for how mon- you know, how bumbling they've made him seem. He's he's not doing terrible. He threw a cupcake. He he survived and long enough in between the blackouts that he, you know, he did enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just that bathroom scene was was chilling 
and then to see the actual reveal of the moon of the moon knight like garb and apparently that's like a change like in the comics he has to put on the suit but this mm. is apparently a part of being a part of Konshu, you know it just like wraps around him and i think that's maybe one of my favorite new favorite suit ups you know it's like the supernatural version of iron man almost you know like <laughs> suit up and it's just bam on him and it's just yeah every little bit of that scene i thought worked so well it was haunting scary frantic and yeah just a really great um ending to the bizarre episode (laughs) (laughs) what about you kyle uh yeah bizarre is the best word because i would probably say this is probably just because of my bias with ethan hawk but i really loved the the the, kind of the crowd scene where steven kind of stumbles his way into this crowd that is gathering around arthur and he's like I still don't really understand what I saw, but he's basically like determining if these people are quote unquote worthy of, of Amit or not. Um, I thought that was done really well. I, again, I'm already all in on Ethan Hawke as, as Arthur. Um, and I thought that scene really sold it of like this villain who feels like he's this vessel of an Egyptian God. And the way it was actually really chilling with like the first person being considered good or whatever. And the second lady like the scales kind of going red and he's like, he seemed genuinely upset, not upset, but like, sorry. He was like, I wish it was different. Like, I wish this was not the case. I didn't know what was about to happen. I thought he was like going to break her neck or something. Like I didn't know what I, I thought he was just going to straight up kill her. And he did, but like, I love that they showed restraint and didn't show it. It was just like, Nope, she's dead now. It's done. Um, I thought that was really interesting. And then of course that kind of bleeds into the chase with, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac, forgetting to or like not being able to kneel quick enough and then he kind of calls him out which is great um yeah so i thought that scene was cool because it's a great setup i think a mcu show lives and dies on its villain so we need a good strong villain to start the show off and it was a great introduction to to uh arthur harrow moon knight i'm excited five more episodes and then you get an effies everybody <laughs> that's right I'm already excited for the Effies. Like, I feel like it's gonna we're gonna be raving about the show by the end of the, uh, the for the sixth episode. So. I'm hoping. I, I I have a slight fear, you know, because the MCU I've enjoyed all the shows, but I can also admit that some of them were meandering, like, to, especially towards the end. Like you yeah. said, they just seemed to not they didn't have enough time to do everything they wanted to, and so they just kind of shoehorned everything in, just kind of smushed it in there towards the ending i really hope that doesn't happen with moon knight so yeah so yeah you'll you'll probably hear many more of our thoughts on that show as it progresses but uh yeah for now we're gonna quick quickly jump to kind of a rapid fire of some some news in the pop culture slash nerd world that we've heard there's a lot of fun stuff going on a lot of exciting things um in our favorite fandoms so damon what you got what, what's exciting you this week in the world of uh of nerds <laughs> oh man let's see um let's just talk about, i mean the fact that we are getting a nova project from mcu it was finally announced i mean we had kind of expected that it was going to happen at some point we just didn't know when and then the and then the fact that it was interesting the the time of it, but I feel like they're setting up to where we're going to get Nova. Kyle said it pretty early on when they said that maybe in Guardians, maybe Th- Guardians three. Um, 
they they're shooting that right now. I think right. Mm-hmm. They actually are about to wrap. They've got like six weeks left on that shoot. So, so. maybe they already cast Richard Wright. It's Richard Ryder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, which is the Nova they're going to do. Maybe they've already cast him. He's in Guardians, and they're just like, we want to do a project because it worked out so well. I don't know if it's going to be a movie or a TV show. Um, I feel like I say TV show is the way to go, but I don't, their movies have been so great. But I, I think I'm going to stick to the idea that the movies are going to be for their very big, massive tentpole, like crossovers and epic, like multiversal shenanigans stuff. And they're going to keep the other stuff to, you know, TV shows and like. So I think Nova will be a TV show. I don't know much about Nova, you know, except he's he's part of Xandar Zan- Nova Corps. Um, and he shares the power of what is it, Kyle? The Nova Core? Like yeah. they all share a power together. I think that's it. This is yeah. like Moon Knight. Nova is not a character I know a ton about. Um, so. Right. So it's exactly. They can do a lot with it. They can change it up a little bit to fit into the MCU uh, because we don't know that much about Nova. Um, I think Richard Ryder was he's like a kid on Earth. Right. And somehow he gets the power of the Nova Corps and starts fighting crime. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they kind of use that. I, I love how they have adapted and updated their origin stories to fit the MCU. I think the way they did it with uh, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, um, you know, in the, the Battle of New York, that was really great. So I, they, I think they just, if they keep it up, Nova's going to be another hit out the park. So that's my news. Ryan, what you got for us? Yeah, so um, they announced today um, the official uh, release date for House of the Dragon, the upcoming uh, Game of Thrones um, spinoff show on HBO, uh, HBO Max. Uh, and it's going to be August 21st. Um, and then they showed uh, a few um, new posters for the show, and I imagine we'll get another trailer at some point. But uh, yeah, it's uh, exciting to have a release date and one that is not that far off so surprisingly not spring yeah <laughs> like we all expected <laughs> it's, it's um, a new one i yeah i'm really curious about this show i feel like i will get excited about it every time i hear a piece of news about it and then two weeks later maybe this is on me but i just kind of forget about it <laughs> so i feel like that's probably gonna be the case until august but now having a release date it makes it a little more concrete and exciting to know that like, okay, this is a thing that's coming this year in August. Um, I'm here for it. I love Matt Smith and I love that they are making it about the Targaryens. That's the right call. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, I, you know, we all, I'm pretty sure most of us are going in with like, are trying to go in with tempered expectations because of the way we've been wounded in the past by this world. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, there's no, there's no, there's no harm in being excited for a show. I think a lot of people don't really understand that, like, you can be excited for something. It's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, with that August release date, there is going to be um, significant overlap between that show and the Lord of the Rings show. So. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I see a problem right. with that. Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings week, like. Yes, please. That's an incredible week right there. That's just, oh, that's, that's amazing. And imagine if we get Will explode <laughs> on top of that. And maybe a yeah. Star Wars, maybe Andor, uh, you know, is happening then. Who knows? All the fantasy. Just give us all the fantasy all the time. <laughs> Anna, what do you got for us? 
I have a sad one. Um, Rumor Willis announced that her father, Bruce, was retiring. Um, She posted it on her Instagram. Apparently, he has a a condition called aphasia. And it's it can be caused by a variety of things like a a brain tumor, injury, stroke or disease. Um, So it it was just really sad because obviously a lot of people are a fan of the Die Hard series. And, you know, Bruce has been in the industry for so long. Uh, She ended the post with, as Bruce always says, live it up. And together we plan to do just that. Mm. Sad news. Yeah, it's. It's sad, but I am glad that he, I think, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of actors get to a certain age and try to, you know, keep going uh, past a point where it feels like they should probably take a step back. And I'm glad that he is making the right choice for, you know, his health. Um, Yeah, that is like, that is a huge name. Like, I feel like even if people regardless of your mileage on the, the Die Hard movies or, or anything, like I don't know of many people who don't know the name Bruce Willis. So it's going to be weird to not, to not have him as an active actor anymore. You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, you could say that he does, he's not super active anymore, but glass was only like three years ago. Like he was still kind of pumping out like big movies. Um, so it'll definitely be an adjustment for a while to not, have movies coming from from Bruce Willis, but hey, like he he had an incredible career. I mean, that's that is a huge. I mean, he what was his? I mean, he, he started on a TV show, right? That was the thing before Die Hard. He was on like the sitcom. That's why was it was it such a Moonlighting. Was that what yeah. it was called? Yeah, 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 Moonlighting in the eighties, and I think that was why it was such a huge deal that he was cast in Die Hard. They're like, There's, that's never going to work, and of course, you know, now he's John McClane forever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, what an incredible career. All the love and best wishes out to our guy, Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, yeah, so mine is not necessarily a piece of news, but I don't know when we'll get a chance to talk about this show. I don't know if we're going to do an Effies or not. The first two episodes of Atlanta have dropped. Um, actually, as this episode drops, we'll have another one. But <laughs> welcome back, Atlanta. <laughs> like That's all I can say. <laughs> If you have not yet watched the show or you've not caught up to season three, you've got to go check it out. This show is so like trippy. I think last episode I said like, welcome back to the funniest show ever. And Damon was like, welcome back to the weirdest show ever. Like it's just so, especially that first episode, like it is. Yeah. I, I, I am now only interested in thrillers if they're written by Jordan Peele or Donald Glover. Like doc, like that first episode just was, it felt like an episode of the twilight zone. It was so unnerving. And then episode two is like more, I guess, traditional Atlanta as traditional as Atlanta can get. Cause it's a weird show, but um, I just don't know like how I don't want to oversell anything, but I cannot, sell this i cannot praise the show high highly enough like if people have not watched it i just think that it is such a creative original inventive show um and it has donald glover's fingerprints all over it like he's involved with the writing obviously stars in it but it has his like specific sense of humor and it's centered around a rap career so like he i don't know i just it feels like a passion project through and through um I, did they, Damon? I think you you know. Did they say season four is their last season? 
season four is their last season has already been filmed. They filmed it right. uh, in tandem with season three. So it's all in Europe, I believe. Oh, and yeah, okay. I'm just, I, it was a great way to start the fact that the first episodes of season three, small spoiler, but not really. It, you do not see any of the main cast up until the very end of the, the episode. And you don't even care because the story is just so surreal and haunting and way too real. Honestly, the fact that it's based off of off of a real story. And then you get back in that second episode like nothing happened. Time has passed, but you just you really want to see where Earn is and where Paperboy is and Darius. And I'm just so invested with these characters. But at the same time, they can do whatever they want to with this show because Donald Glover and his brother, Steven, right? Yeah have earned that because they've created a a show that blends pop culture, self-references and comedy and and horror Mm -hmm. in such a brilliant way. I'm so excited for that for the rest of the season. Have y'all seen Atlanta guys? I haven't actually, I've heard it's really good and I, I I mean to get to it at some point, but um, yeah, I, uh, I, have not gotten to it yet so gotcha definitely recommend it i have literally watched one episode (laughs) and i started (laughs) like two days ago because you and um kyle just praised it so highly but uh, unfortunately i haven't gotten that far into the series yet it's the, the, the good thing is that it's not it's a pretty quick watch like i think seasons one and two are like eight episodes each um like half half an hour um and it's one that you do i would say it's easy to kind of burn through it but like some of those you kind of want to take like once you get to season two episode five i think it is you're gonna want to <laughs> take your time with that one uh jesus what an episode of television um but yeah it is it's really good and so again like i don't know if we'll be able to talk about it more if we have an effies for it planned or not but like if you're not watching Atlanta, now is the time because, like I, like Damon said, season four is its last one. It was already filmed, so it may be coming sooner than we think. Like it may, it may come very soon after season three. Um, so be sure to like be tuned in while it's still on the air because it definitely deserves it. I, I think that's enough for the episode today, guys. That's that's our first official mini. So thank y'all for joining us, NAH Ryan. Uh, Hopefully, maybe I'll be back for the Moon Knight Effies. We'll, we'll see. Um, but Kyle, uh, thanks so much for hosting. This has been a blast. Do you have anything for the people? You know, I yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Um, these mini sodes will probably be dra- or d- dropping about once a month. And yeah, you, this one was more focused on Moon Knight, but you can expect us just to drop in and more casually kind of talk about the news that we're excited about or TV that we're excited about or movies or what have you. Um, so yeah, we appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you on Wednesday for the Big 100. Get your trivia hats on and and stay tuned for that. This is Down for the Turnaround.